Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast, a part of JewishCoffeehouse.com. The show on where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca, your host. As always, welcome back to the show. I am thrilled to be back here entertaining you. I'm so honored and privileged to be doing this work, and I love, love, love hearing from you. Here is one of the messages I got from you. Quote, listen to podcast with Ellie Levy. I knew you would create great content, but this was absolutely one of my favorite ones. Ellie was a great candidate to start with. I'm not sure where she falls from spectrum, but I felt like she could be my neighbor. And I think many other people from everywhere could feel the same way. I love the halachic discussion, so comprehensive, and the inclusion of Pesach Krohn's name was fantastic. I also love how she told her story. But I also feel sadness because it seems like there is a real option for single women who want to be mothers. If only they knew there was a way. So kudos to you for putting this together. End quote. Thank you so much for this message and so many more like this. I will continue to read a one highlighted message every week. So keep sending them in. They really keep me going and excited to keep searching for content and topics that are unspoken or not talked about in the community. If you don't know how I support myself through this show, it's through you. It's by you sending me clients for my podcasting services, either launching podcasts, growing them, monetizing them, producing. I really enjoy doing this work, and it allows me to stay in the game as someone who's a podcaster herself so I can keep bringing the latest and greatest information and tools to my clients. So thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for always thinking about me and sending me referrals, clients. Before I forget, I want to mention that November is our birthday month. We hit four years. Can you imagine four years of the Francisca Show podcast? When I started out, I had no idea what I was doing and who would be listening. And who knew we'd be here today? I am just so thrilled, so grateful. And I want to thank you so much for coming along with me on this journey. Make sure to stick around until then so you know what episodes I am working on for the future and keep tuning in and listening back to our backlog. Also, a friendly reminder that The Francisca Show is a part of JewishCoffeehouse.com, which is a network of Jewish podcasts, including Intimate Judaism, Chochmat Nashim, Let My People Eat, Tadak's Conundrum, and more. So if you like this content, you might like these other podcasts as well. So keep tuning in, keep reaching out with your feedback, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Francisca Show. Today we have a very exciting episode for you. Our solo guest for today is Michal Weinstein. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm honored to be on the show. So this was originally supposed to be a debate about masking kids pro or anti. And hopefully you would have been convinced to one way or another at the end of the episode. However, last minute mom problems and troubles, we lost one of our guests. So the last standing guest <laughs> is on here today. Welcome, Michal. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And not sure why the guest canceled. It could be that something really happened or it could be that they figured out who I am and they just didn't want to debate me. 
I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to debate me either. <laughs> well, tell us who you are. My name is Michal Weinstein. I am a mom of four, foremost. I am a party planner, graphic designer. I own a business called Events 360, located in the five towns, where we do full circle of creative services for any event. And I am also a philanthropist. I've raised tons of money for various causes through my organization called Couture for a Cause. A lot of people know that organization because we made a lot of amazing fashion events with very high profile fashion celebrities. And I've been very vocal about politics and about the COVID situation since it started. So I have an Instagram account that's been shut down four times. I'm on my fifth account, MLW 5.0. And that's pretty much who I am in a nutshell. And why were you shut down by Instagram for anyone who might be wondering? Because the truth hurts, unfortunately, Mark Zuckerberg. And the truth hurts the government who's trying to have a, you know, a certain agenda. And anyone who is not into the agenda, who speaks against the agenda, who questions the agenda, gets shut down. And I'm sure you're aware of that, that there's major, major censorship. So I'm one of the censored people. The first question I wanted to raise tonight, maybe we get vaccines, we understand masks, we get how things started out, but now we're at a different place and our kids who we are spending all our money on for their Jewish tuition, my older child, she's in school and she is not seeing other kids' faces most of the day. She's not seeing adults' faces. And I'm curious. I don't want to know what the developmental risks are for kids who are growing up without seeing people's faces. What emotional intelligence development are they missing out on? And I don't want to find out. And that's what's at stake. And that's why I'm doing this episode. Let's start and tell us why do you think kids shouldn't wear masks? Just so you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But what I am is somebody who has spent the past 18 months of my life on average six to 10 hours a day, despite my busy work and my busy life, researching this exact subject, among others. You could call it a little bit of an obsession, but when COVID began, I became deeply interested in this thing that's happening to us because I understood very quickly that this was historical. This was unprecedented in many ways. And this was about to completely change our lives as we knew it. And so it was pretty serious on many levels. And it meant that for me to survive this and to get through this and to keep my family safe, I needed to know everything there was about this topic. And I needed to know how to keep myself and my family safe. In the beginning, when COVID hit, I was no different than most. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Why wouldn't I? I was a normal person who went along with whatever the doctors told me to do. I believed in pharma. Why would pharma ever want to harm me? I believed in all vaccines. Obviously, my kids are fully vaccinated. Um, I couldn't imagine our government doing anything to harm us, even though I know in history, there have been cases of governments harming people, but I didn't think about that because, you know, those times were so long ago and we're living in America, the land of the free. And why would I even think that anyone would want to harm us? Correct. I didn't know anything and I fell for it and I was terrified. I was terrified like everybody else. And right away in February, when I started hearing 
the murmurings of COVID in Italy. Okay. Cause I was aware that it was in Europe. I was about to go to Italy that pace off. So I was very aware thinking, well, this ruined my plans. Like, how am I going to go to Italy if there's COVID there? I started researching masks because in my view, what was I going to do to protect my family when we were vacationing in Italy for Pesach? Because in my mind, I believe we were going to Italy, right? So I started doing research as early as February about masks, right? Because that was the only thing there was to protect us. What else was there? There was no therapeutics. There was no vaccines, right? All we had was the idea that we needed to cover ourselves up with some sort of you know, protective gear and masks seemed to make sense. And so you know, I went into trusty Google. In those days, Google was actually more honest than it is today. Today, Google is, is censored. But, but back then, you're able to see more things. And what I discovered was that there's really only one mask that exists that can potentially block 96% of viruses and bacteria. And that is called the N95. And so as soon as I discovered that, I made it my mission to become a N95 hoarder, obviously, because I was going to Italy and I needed to have my masks for my family, right? And so I found a source in Brooklyn and I ordered a ton. And then I wanted to share the wealth with all of my five towns followers because I still had many followers. Then I grew a lot since then. But in those days, I had about 12,000 followers. And I said, followers, COVID is here. It's real. It's scary. We're all going to die. Let's get N95 masks fast so we could save our lives. And everyone came to the five towns to pick up their masks. They were selling them for a lot of money because obviously, right? And we all hoarded N95 masks. And then I recall watching... Fauci, who at that point, I didn't mind because he was this old man who was in charge of us and like a grandpa, you know, I trusted him, you know, good old Fauci. He's, he's our leader, right? And he was interviewed where he told us that masks don't work. And I remember watching it. This was February or March, sometime early March. And I remember like saying, what, what, what do you mean masks don't work? Why are you telling us this? I mean, that, that makes no sense. I did my research and N95s help somewhat. Like if I'm going out in the world and I want to block the viruses from coming to me, why would you tell me that masks don't work? I was so confused, but he just said, it makes you feel better. But in reality, you know, people keep touching it, removing it. It gets wet. It gets like, he basically said it doesn't work. And so I was confused. Okay. That was when I started doubting Fauci a little bit. Cause I was like, why is he telling us that something is off? Right. And then obviously everybody was collecting masks for all the healthcare heroes. I was one of the people who raised a lot of money to help mask the healthcare heroes. And then I remember Fauci, two to three weeks later, suddenly made a complete reversal. And he started speaking of not only do masks work and we suggest you wear them, but you could wear anything and it's fine. You don't have to worry about wearing an N95, just wear, you know, any cloth and it's fine, but masks work. Go and get masks. It would be a nice thing to do. Wear masks. It's polite. And then I started saying, no, 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 no. Based on my research that I did in February, the only mask that works is the N95. And that's not, that's not even certain, but at least it blocks 96% of viruses one way, not two ways. When you're breathing out, your virus enters the world from an N95 because there's a filter that's a one-way filter. That's why they don't let you wear it on airplanes. But I don't care about you. I care about me and my family. I want to be protected. So I'm protected with an N95, right? So don't tell me that I can wear my underwear on my face and it works. Okay. Don't tell me that I can wear a bandana on my face and it works. You're lying. 
And that point I started suspecting, okay, he's telling me masks don't work. And now he's telling me masks work, but the wrong kind of masks work. You're a Fauchin liar. Okay. So then I started digging deep and I said, no, this doesn't make sense. So then I started doing research and I discovered that there are like dozens and dozens of studies from before COVID that outright tell us that masks do not work. Not the cloth masks, not the surgical masks. And N95, a little better, but, but not even fully because you have to have it fitted. It has to be in a right environment. It has to be changed frequently. So there's rules for the N95 to work. The surgical mask is really just meant for doctors to block large particles when they're doing open heart surgery from falling into the body, a cavity, but it's not meant to prevent you from getting any viruses because it can't stop viruses. And cloth masks, that's like a joke. Like, like that's, that's laughable to even think that a cloth mask can actually stop the, da- the most dangerous pandemic in the history of the world. I mean, for God's sake, you know, people are going, you know, like look at the people in the labs. They're, they're, they're wearing full hazmat suits. And you're telling me that by wearing a diaper on my face that has gaps on every side, you take a single strand of hair, okay? A single strand of hair is 80 micrometers in thickness, okay? A bacteria is 140th the width of a hair. So it's two micrometers. A virus, you could fit thousands on one single bacteria. So remember, if a bacteria is that much tinier than a single strand of hair, a virus, thousands fit on one bacteria. The whole of a mask is huge. It's literally a chain link fence and the mosquito. So when you're wearing a cloth mask, it's, you're pretty much blocking it, mosquitoes from a chain link fence. Your viral particles, yes, you're blocking the big gooky boogers. Okay, I get it. You're blocking that. But when you sneeze in a mask, when you cough in a mask, it's going not only top, bottom, sides, it's going forward. So fine, I could explain to you the science and that's the real science behind masks. It doesn't work, okay? But there actually is studies that prove it. There are studies out there, which I could provide you. I could send it to anyone who asks. I have literally, I don't know, 50 real studies, some even from the NIH that without a doubt prove that they did studies to show people in hospital settings wearing no mask and 95 mask and a cloth mask. Do you know what did the worst out of all three? The cloth mask. The cloth mask was the worst performing because a cloth mask gets very moist. It ends up trapping bacteria and viruses. So when there's virus in the air and you're wearing this wet thing on your face, the virus lands and it stays stuck and you're breathing it in and out. Next thing you know it, you get sicker when you're wearing cloth masks. So cloth masks cause more sickness, no masks, and the other mask, the surgical mask, even. So these studies are proving without a doubt that masks don't work. Now, you might ignore those studies like all the pro-maskers. They literally ignore it. I've given these studies to numerous people who are pro-mask and they literally ignore it. But let's look at the world around us. Let's look at Sweden who didn't mask at all. They're doing better than the rest of the world. Let's look at Israel, who is the strictest in masking. They're doing worse than the rest of the world. Let's look at all the states in America that were very strict with masking. They did far worse than states like Florida that were not strict with masking. So you could also look at the practical examples of what's going on in the world. It makes you feel better, like Fauci said back in February 2020, but it does not work. Now let's talk about children. For God's sake, it doesn't work. Now think about children, two-year-olds, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, 
what are they doing with their masks all day? They're touching it. It's hanging off their nose. It's in their pockets. It's in the toilet when they're pooping. You know what I mean? So that, that mask is the most disgusting bacteria virus filled thing. And we're forcing our children to wear it all day. And it does, it doesn't work. It doesn't make a difference. So why you may ask, are we still stuck on masks? Why are there people like the person who was going to debate me, but chickened out? Why does she think masks work? And to say it saves lives is not an answer because I understand that's what they say. They, usually when you ask people, why do, masks, why do you think masks work? Because it saves lives. Go ahead, give me proof that it saves lives because all the studies out there show otherwise, including the CDC study. There was a CDC study that just came out six months ago that claimed, see, it works. The CDC study proves it works. Well, you know what? The difference between the the reduction in cases, according to the CDC study, okay, and this is from the CDC, which is a bias organization that wants masks to work, was 1%. 1% is not a difference. That's a margin of error. You can't say, we're masking the whole world because it reduces cases by 1% not even deaths, cases, cases. So how does that make sense? If you really believe that it reduces it by one, not 50%, that would be good, not 80%, 1%. Now let's go into the damage the masks cause. There are actual studies. And again, I could, I could present you all the studies. It'll be boring if I sit there and read them to you, but I have them right here that show that there's a German study recently that shows the damage masks cause. Without a doubt, masks cause all sorts of horrible things like headaches, fatigue, lack of oxygen, lowering your immune system, carbon dioxide inhalation, which is very dangerous, and more and more bacterial infections. My mother got a staph infection in her eye because she wears masks all day and her breath was going up to the eye. You know how your glasses fog up? So her breath went to her eye and then it caught a staph infection. She went to the dentist, doctor to check it out. He said, thank God you came. It could have traveled to your brain and you would have died. So my mom, Chasa Shalom, could have died from a mask. She caught it before she had to be on antibiotics. So it causes all sorts of physical problems. And that's already a horror show, okay? To be more tired, to, 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 to get more, to your immune system to go down, you're more susceptible to catching viruses. Isn't that defeats the purpose? But it also causes mental and psychological damage. Okay, our children, because we're talking about children, are being mentally and psychologically damaged from these masks. Masks elicit fear. They dehumanize you. Okay, they divide us. They do all sorts of things that are just terrible. Children cannot develop properly without seeing facial expressions. Obviously, that's like a a given. We knew this before COVID. So how did we forget this? Children need facial expressions, smiling. You know, when you walk into a supermarket and everyone's masked, it's just, you're in a bad mood. Okay. You feel just afraid and and anxious and it causes anxiety as well, by the way, which raises your hormones, stress hormones, which lowers your immunity, which then makes you more susceptible to catching COVID, which is what you're trying to avoid. Okay. The most masked people are the ones who are catching the most COVID period. That's also studies have shown that as well. So masks are terrible. And you may ask yourself, why then are they pushing it? Why? Why? Why are they pushing masks if they're so bad? Well, there's a bigger agenda here, and masks is very much part of the agenda. If we didn't have masks, we wouldn't remember that there was a pandemic. Our lives would be normal. If you think about it, without masks, life would be normal. 
If kids went to school without masks, school would be normal. What, what would be the carrot? What would be the, the thing that they could offer us if, if we weren't wearing masks? Meaning get vaccinated and you don't have to mask. Okay, masks are the perfect trading bargaining chip. So ultimately the goal was to vaccinate everybody and masks were necessary to get us to the stage where we needed to trade something. Now, notice how after everyone got vaccinated, they went back to saying, you still need masks because now we have variants and apparently vaccinated people are still spreading it. So they kind of did a bait and switch on us, didn't they? They tricked us into thinking that if we vax, everything's going to be normal, but it's not normal by any means. And in Israel, everybody has to wear masks all the time now. So it's pretty sad. You get tickets, 500 shekels my son got for not wearing a mask on a bus. So it's pretty sad that this is where we're at, but that's pretty much why masks are being pushed, not for our health or safety. It's being pushed so that they have a bargaining chip and it's being pushed to continue making us afraid. And eventually it'll be a symbol of those who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Because, you know, at some point they'll say, okay, vaccinated people, you could take your mask off. Unvaccinated people, you have to keep your mask on. They're doing that in schools right now in Boca, in Florida, the free state. The unvaccinated have to wear masks. The vaccinated are allowed to take it off. So the masks is becoming now a symbol. And it's, it's not for safety or health because vaccinated could spread it as much as unvaccinated. There's no science, but it's the symbol. Let's make your life miserable and uncomfortable so that you can ultimately be coerced into taking the vaccine. So where we live, the teachers are vaccinated or a lot of them are, and they are still wearing the masks. Before we go into the next question, tell us how you identify religiously and maybe mention the difference between how you grew up and how you practice Judaism now. I grew up more Orthodox, like tag, tag environment, if you know what tag is. I was always a rebel. I was always like somebody who questioned. I didn't belong there. Ultimately, they didn't want me there. So I ended up going to more modern Orthodox schools, despite the fact that my mom did not want me to go to modern schools. And then I became much more modern than how I was raised. And I became modern Orthodox. And that was my dream in life to just be modern Orthodox, which was ideal because you're able to be religious, keep kosher, Shabbos, Nida, but at the same time, be free to not necessarily dress the part and not wear a wig. And that's acceptable. It's like pick and choose, right? So it's, it's a great kind of compromise where you are religious, but you're also free and you're worldly and you could dress where, however you want. Back to disagree because there are so many people who identify as modern Orthodox who would say we are so on Alaha and we don't pick and choose and don't slander our name. <laughs> right, so modern Orthodoxy to me, I hate to say it, and on modern Orthodox is a lot of picking and choosing. I swim on Shabbos. I don't swim on Shabbos. I ride a bike on Shabbos. I don't ride a bike on Shabbos. So modern Orthodoxy. And I loved being modern Orthodox because it was me. It was exactly what I dreamed of my whole life when I was in tag and, the, and I was so restricted and I was told, don't talk to boys. And I was told, Wear knee, you know, cover your knees. I loved the freedom of saying, no, I get to choose my, my hashkafa. But I will say that my view on modern orthodoxy has changed since COVID. Because what I see is that while modern orthodoxy is great in the sense that you get to be free, right? On the other hand, modern orthodoxy very much cares what they think. Modern orthodoxy is very into, don't make a chil Hashem. What does a chil Hashem mean? It means like, 
We need to be perceived a certain way by the world. We care about what they think of us, whether it's the government, whether it's, you know, the, the media, we care about what they think. Modern Orthodox has a lot of liberals, a lot of liberals, not, not everyone. My world is, is, is more Republican, but there's a lot of liberals in the modern Orthodox world for whatever reason. So COVID, the modern Orthodox world fell for it, hook, line and sinker and never got out of it. They believed it all. They, they felt that masks work and run and get your vaccine and get your boosters. And what a Shonda that there are Hasidic people in Bar Park making funerals during COVID. How dare they, right? And they're opening their shuls. They should, modern orthodoxy shut down shuls and schools. And modern orthodox kept the kids masked in schools. On the other hand, the ultra-Orthodox, and I'm not saying all, there are ultra-Orthodox that were like the modern Orthodox, but a lot of the ultra-Orthodox, the Borough Parks, the Williamsburgs, the Lakewoods, the Crown Heights, the Muncies, they said, no, 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 no. We all had it. We know the science. Once you have it, you really don't have a big chance of getting it again. We have herd immunity. We're good. Leave us alone. We believe in Hashem. We trust Hashem. And we're not masking our kids in school. That's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's not going to work. Our kids can't learn properly. So we're not masking. And a lot of them are not into the vaccine either because they don't trust it and they trust God. And they remember a time in history when their ancestors listened to the rabbis who told them what to do and it didn't end, end very well for them. So I have a newfound respect for the ultra-Orthodox because they have more of a mind of their own than the modern Orthodox who seem to be kind of following Fauci, Fauchism, as I like to call it or Avodazara, as I like to call it, because I truly believe that what's happening is pure Avodazara. Science, follow the science. Meanwhile, they're not following the science. Every time I bring up masks to the pediatrician or anything about kids, they say there are these kids who are dying, they're in the hospitals. Okay, first of all, come on, man. There, there was over 700 cases, a little over 700 of deaths under 18 in the entire United States. There are more deaths in 18 months from the flu, if you look back at the history of the flu, than from COVID. And majority of the kids who died, died with COVID, not from COVID. These are kids who had serious comorbidity. Some of them had cancer. Some of them had real issues. And it happened to be they were positive with COVID. So one thing we knew from the beginning of this virus, which we felt very blessed that this was the case, kids are safe. For whatever reason, their bodies, their immune system did not latch on to COVID or COVID did not latch on to them. They were safe. Now ask yourself why a year later, when we have vaccines, kids seem to be less safe now when we have vaccines than when we didn't have vaccines. When we didn't have vaccines, kids were safe. Barely any kids got sick. In fact, if a kid got sick, it was like a joke. Now we have vaccines for almost, I don't know, nine months now. And kids are getting sicker for whatever reason. Now, the truth of the matter is there is an epidemic going on with children. It's called RSV. I don't know if you're aware of that, but this spring, there was a 20% positivity rate in RSV. 20%. What was the positivity rate of COVID in general? Overall, 2%. 2% COVID, 20% RSV. RSV is very dangerous for children. It hospitalizes them and it kills them. Now, ask any doctor, and they'll, they won't deny and they're confounded. They're like, we don't know what happened. Starting, you know, I don't know, April, our offices are filled with kids with RSV, teenagers with RSV, which was very rare. Why? Well, there is an answer to that. 
There's an answer to that. Vaccination. There are studies that show that the, what vaccines do is causing a susceptibility to RSV. So a lot of teenagers who got the vaccine, you know, 12 year olds and up got vaccinated like crazy starting April, May. Correlation. Something's going on there. Somebody should look into it. Why are RSV cases going up when vaccines? That's something that, that, again, I don't have the science behind this. I can tell you that there are studies that show a correlation. The, any doctor that says kids are dying, he's a liar. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. Even the CDC will tell you the truth. And they don't, they don't tell the truth, but they'll tell you. Go to their CDC website and look it up yourself. How many kids died? 700. Majority had comorbidities. Kids are not in danger. So why are we masking them? So what do you tell a parent who is struggling because they chose a community where they did find religious space and then COVID has shifted that for them? Is anything going to change or do they need to find a new home elsewhere? Kind of like what I did. I'm in Miami now in my new home. What community do you I'm in Miami Beach, the land of the free. I'm surrounded by people who who are pro-mask, who are anti-mask, who don't give a crap about masks. Religiously. Religiously. There is such a community. Miami Beach is like Chabad, um, yeshivish, very modern Orthodox, medium modern Orthodox. Every kind of person lives here and everyone accepts each other. And it's beautiful. Listen, the Five Towns is like that too. Five Towns is definitely every kind of religious level is in the Five Towns as well. It just happens to be I'm part of the modern Orthodox community. And my community, the leaders of my community are the ones who made that video. There was a famous video with about eight or nine rabbis pushing everyone to vax. And that's my community. Those are my rabbis. So I just felt like not not interested in being there right now. I'd rather be somewhere where I have a governor like DeSantis who is not forcing masks on children, who is not forcing the vax on children, who believes in freedom. So when you say, what do you do? Well, I'm telling you what I did. Not everyone could do what I did, I understand, but I left for freedom because I cannot tolerate living in a place that is not free. Freedom is not getting a booster in order to travel, getting a booster in order to go to a concert in a restaurant. That's not freedom. That's slavery. Wow. Okay. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. Thank you so much, Michal, for coming on. I want to make a disclaimer out there. This was supposed to be a two-sided debate. I wish I could have been a better moderator for this and play more devil's advocate. But Michal is so convincing. (laughs) It was very hard to do. I'm asking anyone listening, are you courageous enough to come on and speak the other side? I have been begging people who are pro-masks to come and speak on record. And I was not able to successfully find anyone. But if you would like to come and speak out, we can dedicate the next episode for that. And maybe Michali will come back on after. I, I would be happy to hear why masks work. Tell me. Tell me how masks work. Give me the science. Show me studies which don't exist. I know because I would have seen the studies if they exist. Show me a study that proves that masks work. So to be continued, thank you so much, Michal. My pleasure. It was great being with you. And thank you. I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that hopefully you learned something new. If you have something you'd like to add to this conversation, please do reach out. I would love to have the other side or more to this side. 
represented on the show, I hope you know by now that I try to represent all voices and fight polarization, especially in the from Orthodox community. As promised, the episodes that are in the works, the hair covering episode, of course, we have episodes on infertility, marriage, divorce. I would love to explore LGBTQ, agunas, survivors of abuse, and unfortunately, infidelity, the effects of social media on our from youth. So if you yourself or you know somebody who would be a great candidate to guest on this podcast, please do reach out. Please offer an introduction. Please suggest a topic. Please give some feedback. This is always welcome. You can also go onto your podcasting app wherever you listen. If you aren't listening on a podcasting app, make sure to go and hit subscribe. Then leave us a great review. Five stars would be great. And tell a friend about the show. And of course, just a reminder, if you know anyone who is or should be launching a podcast or who already has a podcast who needs help optimizing, growing, monetizing, or marketing, producing, feel free to send them my way. This is how you support the show. Besides for sending me beautiful messages, which I truly appreciate. And I am so excited to see you next time. As always, have a beautiful week. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.